Hey, hey, this is Takara, and you are listening to A Letter to My Sister podcast. You are in the right place if you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey sis, I decided to make today's episode an in the thick of it slash gratefulness episode because this time last year, I was just separated from my husband. And so to see where I am today versus where I was last year, this is a total night and day difference. And what I wanted to do was to put a spin on this season of gratefulness. So often what happens is that if we're not careful, we can allow divorce, separation, and all of those other things to kind of taint us and give us a different view about love and maybe even a different view about marriage. And even I've been guilty of it before with saying, hey, look, if this don't work out, I ain't got another one in me. I don't. But I lied. I do. (laughs) As I have said before, I truly have a desire to have children. I have a desire to be remarried. So what I have decided to do was look over my eight and a half years of marriage and just to see what did I learn? What is everything that I am grateful for? Because as I've said before, everything about the marriage was not bad at all. There were plenty of highs and there were some lows as well. And of course, if you let some people tell it, Definitely the lows can overtake the highs, which maybe is essentially why people decide to get a divorce in the first place. But today I just wanted to focus on the good. I just wanted to focus on the gratefulness of it all because so often, and as I talked about, this was a discussion in one of my Bible studies as well. And that is that sometimes the things that we complain about the most is often the things that we once prayed about at one point or another. For instance, some of us complain about our spouses, our significant others, but at the same time, maybe a few years ago, that's exactly what we were praying for. Or we complain about children keeping us up, or we complain about the terrible twos, or the children that's in everything and moving so quick. But a few years ago, that was exactly what you prayed for. You prayed for a child. 
Or maybe you even prayed that you would have a very close relationship with your child because maybe that wasn't something that you had growing up. And now this child can talk your head off and you're like, oh my God, this child talked too much. But that's what you prayed for. And we talk about all these bills that we have, the mortgage, the car notes, the electricity bill, the gas bill, the gas that we got to fill up our, our cars with, our vehicles with. But these are the things that we prayed for. These are the things that we asked God for. And so the instruction that I was given, instead of saying, oh, I have to, I have to, I have to, you say, I get to. I'm thankful that I get to fill up my tank because not everyone has the ability to do so. I'm thankful that I get to wake up to a house full of children because some people have difficulty having children. Some people have lost their children. I am grateful that I get to wake up to my spouse every morning because, again, some people don't have one. Some people have never even made it to that point in their relationship, maybe where they were even discussing marriage. Or some people may even have lost their loved ones. So many people have been lost during this season due to COVID and violence and just natural causes and maybe even freak accidents and all kinds of things. And it's like, this is the time for us to reset. And this is the time for us to be absolutely grateful. And let me tell you, one of the things that I have complained about the absolute most is my job. And I've always used it as an excuse to say, well, my job is the reason that I'm not able to go here. My job is the reason why I'm not able to do this, that, or the other. But truth be told, if I didn't have this job, I would not be able to do the things that I'm doing now. If I didn't have this job, I possibly would not have been able to buy what little equipment that I needed to start this podcast. If I did not have this job, I would not have been able to pay for trips for my grandmother, which gave my heart so much joy because she meant so much to me. And that was just one of the ways that I was able to express my love and appreciation for her. Without this job, I would not have been able to go home and see family members if an emergency happened. But because of this job, I have money set aside. I'm able to do that. It's nothing for me to drop some things and just go and see family. Of course, you know, you have to give advance notice and all that stuff. But I have the finances. I have the means. I have the wherewithal to be able to go and do that. And so in going back to what I was talking about earlier, from where I was a year ago to where I am today and reframing my thinking, reframing my thoughts, and just keeping this in the spirit of gratefulness and in the spirit of positivity, there is so much that I learned about myself while I was married. I learned that... Number one, 
what I thought I was doing very well, I wasn't. And so this gave me room for correction. I thought that I had very good boundaries when I was dating, but I found out that my boundaries were extreme. If someone crossed me, I just left. Point blank, period, done, no explanation, no explanation needed whatsoever. However, once I got married, I discovered, okay, you can't just leave. So what do you do now? So then my boundaries went all the way to the opposite end and I just kind of let things fly, not realizing that there was a common ground, there was a middle road that I could have gone to, but I didn't. But now I know better. So I am grateful for the lessons that I've been able to learn in marriage. I'm grateful that I have learned how to speak with someone in grace, with grace, give them grace, extend grace. Even if I'm upset, even if I'm annoyed, even if I just simply don't want to, I have learned how to communicate in love and in grace. And because my ex-husband was a techie, I have learned a lot about technology. (laughs) I have learned the importance of sound because technology is not my strong suit. I really don't care about a lot of it whatsoever. But he he, um, taught me how to appreciate these things. So let's go back to the sound. My TV has speakers in the back. I don't know why the speakers are in the back of the TV. And the way that I have the TV set up in my home, it's practically against the wall. So I've got speakers that are pointing to the back, bouncing off the wall. And just the sound is utterly terrible, just terrible. And I said, you know what? If I get a sound bar, I think that this might sound better. And I got a sound bar. I had asked his opinion on it when I bought it since, again, he's so deep into sound. And he was like, yeah, that's a really good one. And when I came back in here, when I dropped the sound bar off, it took me three months to put it together, but (laughs) that's another discussion. But when I put it together and I put the sound bar up, I put the surround speakers in different parts of the living room. The sound was so much better. The room was filled up with the sound of the TV, the sound of the music, and it was just better all the way around. And if I wasn't married, that's not something that I would have even thought to do. I just would have been annoyed with the sound and I would have left it right where it was. And if you remember in my first episode, when I came back, I was telling you all how I had traveled to Alaska. My friend lost her phone and I had her sign into my phone using the iCloud so that we could track it down, ping the phone and do all that. Guess who I learned that from? I learned it from my ex-husband. I learned it in marriage because again, he's a techie. So he knew how to do all those things. And sometimes if he was really trying to reach me and if it was of importance, because sometimes I just wasn't paying attention to my phone or I would have it on do not disturb and completely forgot that I had it on do not disturb. 
he knew how to ping my phone so that he could get in touch with me because that ping pretty much overrides any setting that you have. And because of that, we were able to find my friend's phone, which she had folded up in the menus (laughs) some kind of way. Again, how that happened, listen, I don't know. I don't even know. But that is, again, one of the things that I have been able to do. One of the things that I appreciate. And Wi-Fi. If I'm having issues with my Wi-Fi, if my Wi-Fi is running slow, I don't know what to do with it, it's just acting crazy, I now know how to log into my router to see if someone has is like sucking the life out of my Wi-Fi. If someone has gained access to the system or the router, I now know how to do that. I now know how to test the speeds of my internet and then call the company to say, hey, this is what I'm paying for, but this is what I'm getting and I need y'all to fix it today. Again, something I never would have thought to do because technology just was, it wasn't my thing at all. And truth be told, if I had not gotten married, I, listen, I don't know what kind of phone I would have. I'm not even sure if I would have an iPhone. I have one now, but when I had first got married, I had a BlackBerry that my husband then made me switch over to the iPhone since he was team iPhone. But I keep stuff until it breaks. If it doesn't break, I'm going to still use it. So who is to say what kind of phone I would have today, but because he was so techy, when the next phone came out, he would get a phone and then just give me his old phone and things would just kind of go from there. So as of today, I am teen iPhone. I have no idea how to work an Android. I tried and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to work this Android. This is very foreign to me. (laughs) Um, come get your phone because I just know I don't know what to do with it whatsoever. So those are the things that I am grateful for that. And those are some of the things that I encourage you to do. So even in those situations where maybe things did not turn out the way that you want them to, what did you learn? What came out well from that relationship? What were you able to glean from that? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn? What are some of the things that you learned that you did well? And what are some of the things that you learned that you just really needed to improve on? One of the things that I learned for sure was that I got married under conditions. We typically, when we get married, we say that it's unconditional love and We say all those wonderful things. We recite the vows and we hope that we can live up to the vows. I'm not sure if we ever truly take the time to internalize those, but we try our best. And when I look back, I remember saying that, yes, but if this happens, I'm out. If that happens, I'm out. And I think a lot of times, quite a few of us, go into 
marriage kind of under those terms or circumstances where we say, well, if they cheat on me, I'm out. If they lie to me, I'm out. If they do this, I'm out. And it's not until you get further into the relationship that you can really determine exactly how dedicated you are because it is a completely different ball game. Once you are married, once you're in it, once you're in the thick of it, and you really get to see, all right, this is this is where I am. And I think it's in these phases too that we then start to become grateful for our single season. And I think that's why we tell so many people when they're single, hey man, listen, <laughs> absorb all that you can, do all that you can, because when you're married, this is a whole different ball game. And I think it's so interesting that it's not until we get out of one particular season and into another that we realize the importance of the season before that. So married people don't appreciate their singleness until they're married. And then single people are just like, I'm over it. I'm trying to find somebody. This this single mess is for the birds, right? And then, then you have people who get divorced and then they get divorced and then they go back in retrospect and they're like, okay, well, I can definitely appreciate this and I can definitely appreciate that. It's so interesting that for whatever reason, we have a very difficult time appreciating where we are in the moment. And I think we have to be very, very careful of that. So that would be my challenge for today, for for this week, for the rest of the year even, is that we need to shift our thoughts and shift our mindsets and think about the things that we're grateful for. It's so easy. It's so easy for us to complain. And I it's just ingrained. It's already been scientifically proven that for every negative thought that we hear, there has to be seven positive things to counteract that because we're just naturally negative people. It's so crazy. And I think I brought up this analogy before where you could have all of the greatest comments in the world on social media and you'll have a thousand comments and one person will say something negative and that's the thing that you see. That's the thing that you remember. But for whatever reason, you forgot about all the 999 positive things that everyone said, right? And I think that if we, if we really are purposeful about changing our, our mindset, if we're really purposeful about catching our thoughts as they come and switching it from I have to to I get to, I think that would put us just leaps and bounds for where exactly it is that we want to be in the future. Because a heart of gratefulness takes us so much further than what complaints does. It puts you, it puts you in a different vibration. It puts you in a different mindset. I feel like when you have a heart of gratefulness, you approach people differently. You talk to people differently. You respond to people differently. 
And I think with those kinds of positive vibes, more and more people are attracted to you in that sense. And even when you switch your mindset to to gratefulness, it really does something to you. It does something to your insides. It's almost like it just truly elevates your spirit. And even for me, when I truly focused on changing my thoughts from complaining to gratefulness, I would literally have tears well up in my eyes just because I was so grateful for the opportunities that I've had and the things that I've been presented with. And again, from where I was last year to where I am today is in two totally different places. This time last year, I wasn't sure if my marriage was going to survive. My husband and I were just going through a separation. We had just moved to a new city. And that's when I was saying in the last episode of In the Thick of It that it was a, there's loneliness and then there's loneliness, especially in this season of COVID. Because like I said before, we had just moved. We were, so we were in a, a new state, new neighborhood, new home, no friends. It was just him and I were in the middle of COVID. So it's not like people are really out socializing. And even when I went outside to even go for a walk, people would go on the opposite side of the street because again, we were so concerned about COVID. We don't even want to catch a whiff of what you've got going on if you're walking by too fast. So if I wanted interaction with somebody, I couldn't even do that. Like I could... All I could do was wave, (laughs) wave, and that's it in this new place. And because we had been there a few months, we had moved there during the summertime. And because the neighbors now know or they knew who my husband was and they hadn't seen them, now they're asking, hey, where's your husband? How's he doing? Is everything okay? And it's like, how can you keep all of that up? So you've got no family, no friends. You're in a new place. You've got people asking about your spouse. You're in a completely new job. Don't really know your coworkers because you're working from home. Again, due to this whole entire COVID environment. And so there's really nowhere or no one for you to turn to, not locally anyway. And I kept it close holds for a while. So we were separated in November. I I told a few of my a few of my cousins just like in this group chat that we have kind of what was going on but I really did not inform my parents until January. So I've gone through Thanksgiving, Christmas, and the new year. After that is when I told my parents that um that I was separated and most likely going to get a divorce. I just wasn't sure yet. But I'm so grateful for my mother because once I told her that, this woman called me every single day. 
let me give you some context. There is no one that I talk to every single day. Unless we're dating or something like that, that's probably the only time. And when I mean dating, like this is somebody like mutually exclusive, not just kind of rotational dating kind of thing. This is mutually exclusive because I really don't talk to people every day. Even right now, I talk to my parents on a weekly basis. I talk, there's people that I talk to on a weekly basis, maybe two to three times a week, but there is no one that I talk to every single day. My mother called and checked on me every single day just to make sure I was okay because she knew for me that this was a very big deal. And she knew that if I had made the decision to get a divorce that I had tried the very best that I could and that I was kind of in uncharted waters. I've never been here before. And if you have listened to any of my previous podcast episodes, I've often said that I didn't see any examples of marriage besides my, my grandparents, really. So if all I've seen is the one marriage and I haven't really seen divorce, I haven't seen the effects of divorce or separation, don't know how to navigate it. And if I did, maybe I didn't even know what I was looking at because again, separation and divorce are not typically things that people broadcast unless they're just highly, highly, highly upset and pissed off about something. But other than that, if that's something that they're normally working through, they don't announce it. But I completely understand why, because if you separate and then you all decide to get back together, there could be a lot of questions. There could be a lot of stares. And sometimes that's extremely hard to navigate. And to be honest, I think that's also one of the very big reasons why I also did not clue a lot of people in on my separation because I was still trying to protect the marriage and didn't want any of the unnecessary questions. And I think that's just, I think that's the super hard part about about marriage because there's a very fine balance between protecting your marriage and still also letting people in when you need help, of course, which is why I think all this really should be discussed beforehand, but you don't know until you are right in the middle of things. But y'all know I do these from the dome, so I don't have any notes. (laughs) I don't have any of that when I do these in the thick of it episodes, but I just encourage you today to change your mindset and focus on focus on gratefulness. And if you just so happen to be where I was last year, if you just happen to be there right now, change your focus. What what good did you learn? What are the lessons that you can glean from this? How will you decide to come out better? Because truth be told, I don't want you to come out scathed and 
upset and mad and frustrated. Yeah, we all go through these emotions. Absolutely. I definitely went through those emotions and it's just not healthy for you to, to stay there. You have to allow yourself to feel what you feel and then you adjust. I think that's the best way that I can put it. Feel what you feel and then adjust accordingly. Give yourself a day, two days, three days, maybe even a month, whatever it takes, but feel it, but just don't stay there. Because even for me, going through this entire process, divorce, separation, and and all of that, when we first separated, I was confused, basically. I wasn't quite sure which direction we would take. I wasn't quite sure if we would survive. I was sad because we were separated. I was sad because it was the holiday season and I'm all about family. I'm all about spending time together during that time. And yet here my little family is falling apart. And once I once I could see that it wasn't going to work for us, and once I started moving in the direction of divorce, then I was sad because now something is ending. And on top of that, handling the semantics of it all when you have joint accounts and now you all have to discuss how this is going to be separated, how that's going to be separated, how you're going to divide this up and divide that up and got to call the different banks and do this and do that. And it is such a frustrating process. And it was, I really could not even talk about divorce without being teary-eyed with anybody. I mean, nobody. <laughs> even when I when I spoke with my ex-husband about the things that we needed to do, I couldn't talk about it too long because then I would start getting teary-eyed. And then when I would speak with the bank and we would start separating things out, then I would start getting teary-eyed. It, I was just a mess. And then the day of the divorce, I was still a mess, a total mess. And then those days after that, once it was final, once I got the paperwork, and then to change my name and go through all of that process. And basically, you're wearing a billboard on your head saying, I got a divorce, I got a divorce, I got a divorce. It gets so tiresome, so draining, so exhausting. And I was like, oh, I just can't wait for this to be completely over and done because I'm so over this. <laughs> I'm so over this. And I was like, this is probably why some women don't change their names because it's such a complicating process. You've got to change your social security number. You Well, not your number, but you've got to correct your number again with the social security administration. You've got to change your driver's licenses, all of your licenses, your you move. If you move, you have to update your address and you have to fill out all of these other things and you've got to change your credit cards and your passport. It's just so much. 
your phone bill, your cell phone bill, all the things. And some people will just take your word for it and you can just update your name. And then some people want your divorce decree where you're saying that you change your name. And then some people want your divorce decree and your driver's license. It's just such a headache. It was such a headache. But I was thankful. I was extremely thankful for my therapist and that I was at least given the foresight to have a therapist throughout the duration of that time because she definitely helped me to analyze a lot of things. And so as of today, I'm not sad. I'm not I'm not bitter. I I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for the experience that I had. I'm grateful that I was able to experience marriage because not everyone has been able to experience that. I'm grateful for the trips that we took. I'm grateful for the fun times that we had. I'm grateful for the people who became family. His entire family is awesome. Completely awesome. And they welcomed me with open arms. And sometimes you hear a lot of issues about the in-laws, especially with the mother-in-laws or the sisters or whatever. And I did not have not one issue with anyone whatsoever. And so I am thankful for, for all of that. Just thankful for the experience, thankful for the things that I've learned. Because guess what? If it wasn't for for that marriage, if it wasn't for the separation, if it wasn't for the divorce, I I wouldn't be here. I would not be here. There would be no podcast. There would be no letter to my sister. And I would still be sitting back, still talking about how the Lord told me to write a book or do something. And I would probably still be sitting on it till this very day. But because of my experiences, because of the push and now me realizing the need for us to speak up, the need for us to say something, the need for us to educate other people about life, about self, relationships, money, careers, all of that. We have to start speaking from experience so that that we don't have to go through the same foolishness And that's literally why I'm on here exposing myself, (laughs) exposing myself week after week. And especially in these in the thick of it episodes, just telling all my business. But I just truly hope that it it reaches the ears of somebody that that needs to hear it during this time. And I know this is not like the typical grateful or thankfulness episode that we are used to hearing before Thanksgiving, but this is the direction that I was led to. So I'm hoping this lands on whoever it needs to land on. And um, I definitely wish you all a fantastic time with however you choose to spend Thanksgiving. I am thankful for the healthcare workers that are busy during this holiday season. I thank you for your time. I thank you for your efforts. I thank you for doing your best to help keep this community safe. 
I am thankful for the listeners. I'm thankful for the subscribers. And I'm so thankful for you all that reach out to me and respond to me to say, hey, I really liked this point that was brought out in this episode. Or this was such a great episode here. I love when you all tag me in stories. I love when you all just drop me a line because honestly, I don't know. I don't know how many of you are listening to this. Well, I do know how many, but I don't know who you are. I don't know if you like the episode. I don't know if it was something that you found useful. So for all of you that literally take the time out of your day to provide me with feedback, for those of you that take the time out of your day to give me suggestions, for those of you that have taken the time to review the podcast and even leave me comments or like, subscribe, share all those things. I am so appreciative of you. I really am. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time with your family, with your friends, whatever tradition that you normally have. And maybe if you don't have a tradition, maybe you'll start one this time. I don't know if y'all do a game night. For all of us, our tradition was basically starving all day. Everyone would meet up at three, supposedly three turns into five. Then we pray, of course, talk about everything that we're grateful for from the last year to the new year. And from there we ate. And then after we ate, some of us, not me, some of us would watch the game and others of us would just literally sit at the table, talk and crack jokes all night. And that's what I love about family because you can do whatever it is that you want to do. As long as y'all are together, that's really all that matters. And if you find yourself alone, like I was last year, certainly be sure to reach out to a friend, be sure to at least talk to somebody, be sure to go out and do something. Whether you volunteer, whether you go outside for a walk, whatever it is that you do, just make sure that you go out and do something. Walk the block. Focus on all the things that you're grateful for. Focus on your health. Focus on your physical mobility. Focus on your job. Focus on your children. Focus on whatever that thing that brings you joy, focus on that. And I promise you that will just put you in such a lighter mood, such a better mood. It really will. All right, sis, say it with me. There is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. So show up, let your light shine bright, and never dim it for anyone. Until next time, bye.